You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, it's Danny, obviously. So once again, I'm kind of sick and this month is totally kicking my ass. So if I sound extra nasally today, thus is why. Uh, So we had a baby stripper on a couple episodes back and uh, she was kind of like in quotes a baby stripper. She had started two years prior, but today I actually have like a newborn baby stripper. (laughs) So today with me is Rosie. And uh, well, I'll let her tell you, how long have you been dancing for? Oh, yeah. No, I'm still bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. It's yeah. only been about a month, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like three weeks or something. Yeah. So she's really. like, has like the, what's it called? What's it called? Still on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the like new glow or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the naivety. Yeah. Naivete. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, you started like three weeks a month ago. Yeah. And uh, gonna like... call you out there you're 30 yeah so that's quite an older age to start dancing most girls I know and myself included start in their early 20s yeah uh why why start dancing now what's interesting I didn't take the usual route and I guess public perception is that people who are in the sex worker industry are from trouble past and they don't have any other option and this is their only means of making an income Um, whereas I got into it late because, well, I did have a really shitty upbringing. Um, I actually was in the corporate field for the last seven or so years. I do have a university degree, got my education, proved that I have an intelligence, but I'm coming back to sex work because I feel like it really reinforces uh, my feminist rhetoric. I'm opening a gallery in the new year and it focuses on female art and it's uh, essentially focusing on um, women and their sexuality and the empowerment of that. And I felt like if I'm going to have a company that focuses on that, I should walk the walk if I'm going to talk the talk. Mm-hmm. So now I'm walking the floors of the club. And, <laughs> and, and I love it. Yeah, I, um, I wasn't sure how I would feel about it, but it's it's been quite lucrative uh really enjoy the attention and I mostly enjoy it because that male gaze already existed I was already like definitely yeah I was already getting um objectified by men on a regular basis you know I'm like a busty blonde and you get cat calls you get all these things and it kind of makes you feel a little shitty when those things happen. But now I get to actually monetize mm-hmm. um, that male gaze. I get to kind of look at it as if it's a commodity rather than like something that's taking my power away. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm capitalizing on that to really reinforce my rhetoric. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so how did you start? How did you get into it? I met you. Lucky, lucky <laughs> bastard. Yeah. So I had been um, musing about it for a little while. For a while. Um, mm-hmm. I was on and off in a relationship with somebody who definitely wouldn't have been supportive of it mm-hmm. and kind of like kept making excuses for it. I was trying to maintain relationships with my family or all of this. And then I just had a really shitty year, like a transition year where it's forced me to 
evaluate exactly what it is I want in life and just mm-hmm. be really honest with myself. And when it comes down to it, like I am a very intelligent person, but I'm also a huge slut. <laughs> and it's like I just need to accept that fact and and um, make the most make of it. the most <laughs> of it. And I'm also a huge women's rights activist. So how can I combine all these things that I love? Um, and then I saw, met you at a workshop uh, with the Bad Academy. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, be still my heart, this woman. <laughs> Those hazel eyes. <laughs> Those, yeah, yeah. She's just uh, so mesmerizing and stunning and articulate. I and paid her to say all these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, what you were talking, and also when you're like, I'm PhD and all of this, and when you start talking about the legality of sex work, I'm like, you know, as a, somebody who works in the corporate industry, I'm like, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Speaking my language. So when I approached you afterwards, I wasn't sure if you'd be receptive to me talking to you at all, or if you'd be like, go away, hussy. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, but uh, initially, I really just wanted to like pick your brain for potential artists I could source to issue contracts to for the gallery. Mm-hmm. And you've been really helpful with that. But as we got talking, I was like, you know what? I kind of don't feel like having sex for free anymore or going on dates for free anymore I'm just I'm just done with men like uh, as a bisexual woman who's been independent for the last 10 years and has kind of dated and not dated and um it's just I don't I'm not interested in going through all those hoops with men anymore and Mm -hmm. really ending up lesser for it yeah I 100% agree uh so when you first, you started the strip club, Yeah. Um, was there an audition? How did you get into the strip club? I was really lucky um, in the sense that uh, I've done some modeling before. Mm-hmm. Um, really excited for like a shoot I have coming up in December mm-hmm. for Playboy, actually. Yeah, so cool. I'm so excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the cool thing about that was I already had like a lot of really nice modeling shots mm-hmm. uh, that were fairly revealing. So... Because you have such a strong reputation with the club, um, you were able to just contact the owner and send him my uh, photos. And I think, what was his reaction? It was like, who the fuck is this girl or something? Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, are you just recruiting like all the women? I'm like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> the hot ones. Yeah, the hot course. older ones. Yeah, of course. All, all the hot old hags, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So uh, I wasn't sure if like if he'd meet me and then want me to do anything or anything like that. <laughs> Blow him. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wasn't expecting that, but I I wasn't sure if he'd like want me to want to see what my dance skills yeah. were. Which yeah. spoiler alert are not very. They're subpar. No, you don't have to be kind. They are incredibly <laughs> subpar. Like I think my go-to move is like sticking my giant tits in their face and just shaking it, so it's they can't. All you need to do. Yeah, so like they're like blinded by it. They can't see anything anyway, yeah, so they they, they won't have to see how to beat my <laughs> hips. Are. How, how white girl you dance? How white girl you dance? Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't really have an audition, and I felt kind of bad because my first night I did a couple dance, and the girl that I did the dance with for, she's like oh, I, apl- I applied here and I've applied to all these different clubs. Like, uh, how did you get a job here? You must have been so good in your audition. And I just, <laughs> and then here I am, like, giving the most subpar dance ever. And she's, she's like, probably, oh. yeah, like, she's, yeah, she's probably like, who the fuck is this bitch? And how <laughs> did she blow to get this job? Who did she blow to get this job? Yeah. yeah that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so long answer to your short question. I did not audition. Um, I knew somebody who worked for the club. So if I guess um, if somebody's looking to get a job at the club, maybe align yourself with somebody who has a strong reputation mm -hmm. of professionalism at that club and yeah. contact them maybe first yeah, yeah. Uh, to support you as like a reference. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely good. Uh, in the industry, it's all kind of about who you know. Yeah. Which is most things in life, too, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, so what was your first shift like? Uh, I was I was pretty nervous, uh, my first shift. Like, I think the first dance we did was, like, a, like a two-person dance. And um, I was like, oh, okay, well, what do I do? Thankfully, the guy was pissed drunk anyway, so he, he, yeah. didn't, he didn't even know the difference anyways. No. You could have just, like, stood there, and he'd be like, that's a great dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the first shift was good. Everyone was kind of, like, I was worried that people would, I don't know, I was, I was so scared that, people would come in who know me from like my corporate mm. work mm -hmm. um and then a part of me was like wait no I feel like they would be more embarrassed of than course, I yeah. would and I'm not doing anything wrong by exactly. being here so I bartended a lot and like served a lot too um and I found that the way I got treated at the club was more respectful than any other setting in the service industry I've mm -hmm. ever been in. Yeah, I've echoed that myself, too, that I feel that strongly. Yeah. I mean, of course, there are nights where, like, it's shit, but on average, I definitely feel more respected as a dancer than I ever did as a server. Yeah, right? Yeah. 100%. And, and to be honest, I loved getting all dolled up and dressed up in my favorite lingerie and getting to strut my stuff around this club that's very favorably lit yeah <laughs> it's very kind of cellulite yeah <laughs> let's let's keep in mind i am a 30 year old but yeah. <laughs> uh, if anyone asks at the club i am 27 <laughs> and then they're like oh you look like you're 23 i'm like that's because you're 20 and you wish i was 23 <laughs> yeah, 100%. yeah um so yeah it was really fun and by the end of it i was like yes this is exactly what i want to do i was just reveling in like all of the attention and mm -hmm. and the male gaze and knowing that I could profit off of that mm -hmm. was uh, I just felt so empowered by it yeah I agree uh how did you find the other dancers and the other staff like the staff I know that's something I get messaged a lot is like how catty is the club like do good the girls get along how's the change room a lot of people are curious about that kind of um insider view as like a new yeah. girl, how was it for you to come into the club? Yeah, well, I just I thought uh, everyone was uh, they were respectful. Like nobody was mean or catty. Mm -hmm. um, again, I come from, from like a professional setting, so when I went in there, I went in there with a lot of humility and mm -hmm. an understanding that I am the new girl on the block. I don't have as much experience in them in this and I need to respect the fact that some of these people are the like masters in their subject matter area mm -hmm. which is dancing mm -hmm. and they've been there a long time and to show them that respect mm -hmm. so I just go in like you know bright-eyed bushy-tailed and naive and all of mm -hmm. this but um but with that understanding that like I respect you guys for what you're doing mm -hmm. and uh, really look up to you. I don't bug them or ask them questions or anything, but if they're kind of like 
maybe looking for feedback or if somebody's like, oh, does somebody have a body pain? I'll be like, yeah, here you go, girl, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just be helpful and attentive. And, and yeah, the biggest thing is just respect cause, and being real. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was, like, fake nice and, oh, hey, how's it going? But, like, I'm not really a fake person as it is. Yeah. As, but everyone who works there, we get paid to read people and... And read when people speak, like people are being false. Yeah. So it, uh, I don't think it's as bad as people give it a rap for. Yeah. I will say that you've also come to a club that is very nice with like the, like the girl on girl situation. Yeah. Um, it's the least cattiest I've ever been to. Um, yeah. Even as, uh, when I go to new clubs, mm-hmm. like girls can be like, look at me some kind of way. And I'm like, yo, listen, yeah. <laughs> like this might be your club, but I've been in the industry a lot longer than you. Yeah. So, um, even like if you're just new in a club, girls can be kind of, um, like side eyeing. And then if you have a good hustle, that also brings right. kind of unwanted attention. It can go both ways. Girls can be like, oh, no, she's, a, she's a hustler. That's dope. Or she's like, no, she's a hustler. She's taking our money. Yeah. But, um, but so, uh, I'm also Be super weird. yeah. I'm also a super large woman physically. I not super large, not like five hundred <laughs> pounds, like eight feet. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone listening is imagining this like giant. Like you're like taking up my entire apartment. Right yeah, now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bentley like pushing up the window. Like yeah. So to be clear, I'm a very tall Norwegian. So like kind of the, Amazonian. Yeah, I'm yeah. very Amazonian, like large, natural, busty. So. I don't, people don't typically pick fights with me. Like, yeah. I'm not a petite person. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. when I'm in, you know, in my pleasers and I'm standing like six foot two, three, and like double F's are at their face level. Yeah, yeah, no, it's It does the talking for you. For yeah. Sure. Um, okay, so you also are doing PR. Mm-hmm. You've done a couple parties with that. Uh, which are you preferring so far and why? And, like, what is the difference between the two? I, I love PR work so far. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I've only done two parties, and I've been very lucky that the guys at the parties have been fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's just been dance work so far, but um, I do. So it's, yeah, it's been really, really... Uh, lucrative. Yeah. <laughs> it's been quite lucrative. So obviously I prefer the PR work because I've made almost triple at one party what I'd make a night at the club. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I've talked about it like thoroughly on the show, how that shift has happened where the money is definitely in private parties mm-hmm. and not so much at the club, even for like more experienced dancers. Yeah. Um, myself, I've, I've noticed that a lot. And yeah, I usually say my average, um, like three to like 10 times more outside the club than I do inside the club. And that's not with services. That's solely like dancing. Yeah. Um, it's just a shift that I've seen over the years as well. Yeah. Um, and like you said, the guys are really nice. I find that as well. Typically PR guys, I find a lot nicer than guys at the club because it's more intimate settings. Mm -hmm. They're on their better behavior. I find. And like someone booked it. So someone's like, like phone number is attached to it. Their friends are attached to it, you know? Um, so they have a little more like, onus on them there's definitely more accountability Accountability, yeah because they don't want to burn bridges with the booker with the booker and that right yeah or their friends like bad and things like that yeah yeah there's a lot more um ability to be anonymous at a club yeah Yeah. i will say too though like the important thing um is when i first started getting into i'm like how do i even do 
how do I get hired for that? How do Mm -hmm, I even mm -hmm. get into that? It's again, another thing where you need to know somebody Mm -hmm. who's already in that, Mm -hmm. uh, in order to get recruited into it, Mm -hmm. uh, just kind of the nature of it. And the audition process again was like sending in photos like, Hey, are you interested in having this type of girl on your, on your roster? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, have you told any friends and family that you're into sex work now and what's been their reactions? Uh, well, I guess thankfully, not thankfully, as I referred to or touched on a little earlier, um, I don't talk to my family. So right. that's been, I guess, a shitty thing up until now no, it because <laughs> it works in my favor. Yeah. So being disenfranchised from my family is completely beneficial to not having to worry about that anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, with respect to my friends, it's, it's been interesting. So I've talked to a few of them about it. One of them was like so supportive because she knows a lot about my upbringing and all of that. And she's like, I don't know anyone more perfectly suited for this Mm -hmm. than you. There's definitely a skill set that Mm -hmm. makes you good in this industry if you have it if you have people skills if you can disassociate can if you can capitalize if you can like think quick on your feet if you have some kind of uh there's just something je ne sais quoi that you like have that like um to do wellness business women have it and there's something about the way they walk the way they move their bodies the way they talk the way they handle situations yeah um I mean, I comment on it before when people say, oh, if I had big tits, I'd also be a stripper. It's like, you might be. You might be a fucking shit one. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah you know, there's like, a lot more to it. It's t- so much more to it. And it's just, yeah, like having a really traumatic upbringing is really nice that I'm able to <laughs> Great. now. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. But it's nice that um, I'm able to take that experience and monetize it Mm -hmm. it's like I get to take that power back and Mm -hmm. actually profit from it now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which has been incredibly therapeutic you know Mm -hmm. to to have all that time where it's like why am I you know we all have those things where we like victimize ourselves like why me why this Mm -hmm. and then in order to get through it we're like okay well what can I learn from this yeah and stop how can I happening. how can I stop from happening in the future? And how can I actually use this to grow and yeah. benefit from it? Yeah. And so the cool thing is like all of that has now brought me to where I am here, where it's like I still hold down a really great corporate job while also making this money on the side. It's mm-hmm. affording me to start my own business. It's affording me opportunities to like you know, get that power back every mm-hmm. time I go into work and like revel in the male gaze and like profit from that patriarchy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. Um, what have you kind of going off on that too? Mm-hmm. What have you learned so far? Um, I've I've learned so much. Uh, <laughs> right. it, it's like uh, I've learned that. everything relating to it. So yeah, I've learned a lot from you on this and I know that we're working together to put put forward a course right. on actually sex work relating to each of these different areas and I'm very lucky in the sense that I get to be the guinea pig for that mm-hmm. uh, while I'm helping you put together the curriculum mm-hmm. um, I'm also the live pupil pupil yeah <laughs> so every single uh, time I go out you know you're always teaching me new things little tips little tricks like how to, um, you know, 
uh, negotiate certain pricing or how to like what to wear uh what to say what to you know whether you drink or not whether it's Mm -hmm. i'm like we could do a whole podcast on everything i've learned yeah which we probably will when we launch your course yeah exactly um but uh i think the the biggest thing i've learned is that I wasn't sure if I would be good at it. Mm, mm-hmm. And I was really anxious about being good at it because I'm such a perfectionist. Right. And I think coming in it into it with a lot of humility and just, like, you know, drawing on a lot of, like, survival experiences and mm-hmm. my ability to disassociate from my body and just use it as it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to be gentle with yourself and uh, maneuver the situations that come the most natural to to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing that you've really been uh, good for is, you know, when we worked one gig, you're like, good job tonight. I'm like, yeah, really? You think <laughs> I know, so? I thought you could, didn't hear what I said when you said that. I was like, no, I said, good job. You're like, oh, yeah. I know, but like, you actually think so? I'm like, yeah. oh, well, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah I meant it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, cool. She thinks I did a good job. Yeah. And so it's just. Mother strippers. Yeah, yeah. Happy on my head. <laughs> yeah. So I think just being, uh, this is a very long winded way of saying stay true to yourself and mm-hmm. what works for you. And if you can like, um, mold your own brand for what works for you, uh, that'll kind of reinforce your success. No, I totally agree. Um, has aside from the fact that you are actually good at it, uh, believe it or not, <laughs> yeah, breaking news. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that surprised you so far in the, about the industry or about your like I what think- you encountered or? It's the the clients, uh, who they are, really surprised me, and kind of what they're about. Mm. I don't what know. You, you see, that? you see movies where all these like the only patrons at strip clubs or PR work are like really douchey guys, and they're like businessmen with like lots of money. Not to say we don't get businessmen, but yeah. they're like just incredibly misogynistic or yeah. just yeah. shitty people. Yeah. But uh, the clients so far, and the guys at the club and at PR they're so nice yeah. and respectful and actually not what I was expecting at all. And then mm. when you like get one-on-one with them and they're like away from their bro gang, which side note, as like a pseudo anthropologist, I love studying like bro gangs. Oh, it's so, <laughs> I love sitting back at a party. <laughs> yeah. And when we were watching like them. Not, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love watching guys they're and dynamic. Like interact and all of a sudden they're like, yeah. yo, yo. And they're yeah. so loud when they're around each other and they're yeah. alone. They're like, yeah exactly so that was the most surprising thing is like when I get them alone how nervous they are Mm -hmm. or how like they turn into like these I don't know they're like very um uh, meek almost yeah and like well they're back like 13 year old boy they're exactly like a hot girl in front of them. yeah like, oh. it's like I'm playing out like their 12 year old boy fantasy yeah. for them and it's and it's quite endearing to be honest <laughs> yeah which is like why I kind of like these dances like yeah I'm a shitty dancer but like they like somebody just kind of like hugging them and like oh yeah fawning over them yeah. and and yeah. I love like being fawned over yeah. so oh 100% uh, like yeah you even see me like I'm not doing my tricks for the most part yeah. when I'm doing a dance. Like we worked a party bus um, a few nights ago, and I just kind of sat like, in, like I just like put my legs up behind my head and sat there for a moment. Like and that's good enough. Like they it like was super it. impressive. Like, yeah, they were all like, like whoa. Yeah, 
like, I'll take your money. I'll sit here and I'll get a stretch on. Like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's not really the, like, back-breaking moves that are going to get them, right? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, so, was stripping how you thought it would be? It's better than I thought it'd be. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought there would be a lot more that I wouldn't like about it. I thought maybe, like, the the other co-workers would be meaner or... Mm-hmm. Um, like again I thought the clientele would be like more rough at, mm-hmm. and it's yeah like like I said before like in like growing up I had like a lot of sh- shitty experiences and like all these people are like kind of like child's play like you know people who like you can tell people who have grit when like nothing really phases them yeah and it's just like I haven't experienced anything so far and I highly doubt I will that'll phase me in any way yeah um I think yeah I think if people could like see it from insiders I think that is something that would surprise me a lot is how it doesn't isn't like that Hollywood like vision of like these extremely misogynistic businessmen which yes there are some but like that's not like the masses yeah or like the gross like nasty guys like suck my dick yeah like (laughs) like, you know like that yeah yeah um those are typically few and far between especially I find in PR yeah um no they just like look at me like I'm some sort of goddess and tell me that too and I'm like oh this is really nice actually rather than being catcalled in the street and making no money for it oh 100% yeah I agree uh what has been the best and worst parts of your very short-lived career (laughs) (laughs) um the best part is how much money I'm making from it yeah. Uh, Doesn't it feel good when you come home and you're like, fuck yeah. You yeah. make like a fucking wad of cash. Yeah. Like, I come home and my cat's so happy to see me. And <laughs> yeah. I give her lots of pets and then we go to my bed and I'm like, blue, let's All count. the millions. Oh. I'm like, yeah, well, let's count out all my millions. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I just like put the stacks out and yeah. like, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> such a good feeling. It's, it's like, like a fucking yeah. drug. Like, when we were counting ours, it's like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, legit. Like, I even my joke with my boyfriend. I'm like, oh, I don't, the reason I don't like drink or do drugs because, like, I'm mm-hmm. addicted to making money. I fucking love right? yeah. coming off shit. I get, like, a fucking high for, like, a few days after. Like, yeah. I feel good the next day. I'm stoked on life. I yeah. added, like, an extra, like, few G's in my bank account. Right? Like, Ego validated, more yeah. money. Got to hang out with, like, friends. It's, yeah. like, yeah. it's the best. Yeah. I think the, yeah, so and then to your second part, the part I don't like, or not that I don't like, or the part that, like, I'm not as like keen least, on, yeah. yeah, that I like the least, is sometimes I'm just not feeling super hot mm. or, like, attractive. And then when I get in modes like that where I have, like, no makeup and like kind of grunging it before I go to work, mm-hmm. and if we have plans to, like, go into the club that night or if maybe I want to check it out on my own and I just, like oh like are people even gonna think I'm attracted you know like you have those weird yeah like you have a lot of self-doubt and a lot of like social conditioning that like you know are you thin enough are you this are you that and we all kind of have those like demons that play in our minds Mm and um sometimes like the idea of like oh walking around in my lingerie it's like I like doing it and when I get finally like get the courage to do it like get ready I'm like no I look like I look really good but when I see myself not already mm-hmm. um it kind of before the magic yeah it fucks <laughs> with my head a bit too and it's kind of the same with modeling in a way where people like obsess over like the finished product of the yeah. photo and they're like oh you're so hot and all this and I'm like 
yeah, but I don't, I don't look like that 24 seven dude. Like, um, and that can kind of mess with you a bit Mm -hmm. where it's like, maybe people only think you're attractive when you're on your fucking game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's one thing too. I would say for myself, the difference between PR and the club is Mm -hmm. that PR, you're already going into a situation where at least one of those people have picked you. Yes. You, You submit your photos. Someone suggested you to be booked. Um, they already like what they see. At least someone there does, yeah. right? As opposed to the club, like no one's like selected you out yet. Yeah. So um, that's one thing too, having an ego boost showing up at a party because you already know these guys want you there. Out yeah. Of all the girls they picked you. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's one kind of way that you combat that um, self doubt or that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Interesting. Uh, what's <laughs> um, something you would tell someone who's a new dancer what are some tips you'd have or any lessons you've learned so far that you're like okay like listen up if you're a new dancer do this don't do this like (laughs) (laughs) um I really liked wearing uh lots of pieces of clothing when I first started yeah uh, so I would go the whole French lingerie style Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One, because I felt like it attracted maybe, like, a bit more classier kind of, mm-hmm. Not, like, classier, but just... Different clientele. Different yeah. clientele. And then, two, it's, like, when I get fully undressed, I actually, like, don't take off the garter. Yeah. Or the stockings. Yeah. So, my legs are kind of technically all covered. Same with, like, my lower stomach to belly button. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. by the end of it, like, just, just my pussy's out and my tits are out, which, like, I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) So more clothing you have on, it takes up more time to take it off. Yeah. So me being a very subpar dancer, um, I just like spend the whole time like taking my clothes off. Really. You don't know what to do in a room. At least you're going to be undressing. Yeah. You know, like that's what you can do. Yeah. You're not a lot of dead time standing there like trying to dance or Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I just like sit on their lap and like slowly take my stuff off and, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and it and it works. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, no I, complaints. <laughs> yeah, I have one. I have one thing I like doing too. Is like, because my tits are big. Like, one cup is like the size of a guy's head. <laughs> and uh. So I always like put my bra on their head as I'm if sure it's like a hat. Every time they yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I do it. Just so do if a guy loves. I do like it every. I'm like, here's a new hat for you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> And they love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was at a party with the guy who was, like, laughing so hard. I'm like, really? Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. They think it's like, the funny. And I'm such, like, a sucker for dad jokes, too. Oh, and yeah. then, of course, like, all the dads love dad jokes. So. <laughs> it's a win. Yeah. Win-win. Yeah. Any other lessons you toss someone or little tips? Um, yeah. It, uh, it's okay to be nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, but just know that people are paying money to see you mm-hmm. naked like you're beautiful you're what they're there for right uh, and you know it it's definitely okay to be nervous too but just you know get your confidence from that fact mm-hmm. find that comfort in that exactly sure. exactly like even if you're nervous and like doe-eyed going in that might only like even add to the allure as well right oh for sure guys are like they like fresh meat yeah yeah (laughs) but at the end of the day you still have the upper hand because they're still paying you yeah yeah 
that's one thing I talked about before was like the idea of beginner's luck and being the new girl. Mm-hmm. So um, enjoy it while you have it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been lucrative so far. <laughs> um, so, what is one thing that you would like people to know about sex work? I mean, I'm one thing, several things, whatever. <laughs> one or more things. <laughs> In terms of like, FF? In terms of like FS or what do you no, mean? just like like a lot of the girls be like, you know, the girls aren't all crazy or like, hey, we're all humans or like, hey, we can have like love in our lives and be a sex worker, like kind of just like these typical things that people don't know or or um, they don't see in media. Like it's like, hey, like I want you to know, that, like we're educated or like, hey, like there's a lot of us educated or hey, it's not like we're all doing coke in the bathroom. Like oh those my goodness, people, yeah, yeah. I so think you can go off on a bunch all of those of things. We have a lot of time. We do we go really fast. Yeah, I oh, have yeah. I have <laughs> a lot to say on all of that. <laughs> I'm gonna keep you because you're gonna make noise. Okay, go on. So, um, yeah. So what is one thing or some things that you'd like people to know about sex work that you've kind of uncovered so far? Yeah, that all these stereotypical tropes that people have regarding sex workers mm-hmm. are incredibly inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Um, again, most of them think that all of these women are hard done by and they're only doing this as their only means of financial recourse. Yeah, something that we term survival sex work. Yeah. People believe survival sex work is... Um, not what it is. Survival sex is really like you need to work to live. Like you will yeah. die. Like, and I think that's like how the, they like to paint the picture of these girls. Like they're like if they could have the option, they would never do this. Yeah, you and know? that's that's so inaccurate. And that's you know my heart goes out for the women who are in that position, and mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. incredibly tragic. But I would say that that is maybe ten percent, mm-hmm. if that, of who actually the sex workers are comprised of. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've found so far in the industries were all incredibly educated, mm-hmm. smart, um, very driven women, mm-hmm. very testosterone-packed because yeah. we love sex, we love fucking, and yeah. we've, um, we're very business-minded. Mm-hmm. In any other industry in the world, resources are commodified. Right. And we've commodified... A need for sex, basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, and capitalized on that. Yeah. And the only reason uh, people, society t- tends to have an issue on that is because empowered women are dangerous. Right. We're not subservient in any way. We don't take any shit. We're mm-hmm. deemed as, like, crazy women or something. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, nobody I've met in this is a crazy woman. If any guy ever tells me, like, oh, she's crazy, I immediately want to befriend this woman. And I want to be like, what the fuck did you do? Exactly. (laughs) It's like, so you essentially are having an issue with a woman who was very clear with her boundaries and called you on your shit. Yeah, and you don't like that. Yeah. So one, uh, that we're, you know, survival sex workers, we're not... To that we we aren't oh you yeah. can't talk on everyone let's be. we can't yeah we yeah. are we do come from a place of privilege I come and, from yeah you know we would be um, naive to not acknowledge that but I, I agree with what you're saying is that you know that's not the majority yeah especially when we're talking specifically off street sex work yes yeah yeah when you look at East tasting yes that's a different story but yeah it's that's sad mm-hmm. um what else can I say about misconceptions. Um, one of the things I not to steal your steal your steal your, steal your moment, yeah. but one <laughs> thing that always um, 
I always address when I talk to people is that there's a lot of like non-sexual things that sex workers do. You know, there's a lot of people that just want companionship. You know, I get paid to go for some lunches sometimes. Mm -hmm. And there's no touching of the table. There's no um, innuendo or um, belief that we're going to fuck at the end of it. I'm very clear. And there's a lot of people that just need companionship, need someone to listen to them, or just want to sit with a pretty girl and have someone to talk to or be seen on the street. There's a lot of... um, like emotional labor yes. and, and companionship, the aspect of sex work that people I think would be shocked yeah. at the um, level that that happens at. Mm-hmm. Um, and people like to think it's just like if you're if you're a prostitute, you're just you know fucking people. But there's a lot of sex workers that are um, almost like sex therapists that yes. have sex with people who have been abused and help them kind of get comfortable in their bodies again. There's a lot yeah. of good um, and there's a lot of need. for sex workers um and kind of what you were touching on too uh that commodifying we have people that massage us and we pay them because we want so much of our body to feel good and Mm -hmm. we have a therapist who will listen to us because we want to be heard and we pay them um and we we have a doctor who will take care of us and we pay all these people to do things we can't do ourselves yeah but for some reason giving ourselves an orgasm like if we pay them to do it then it's an issue mm-hmm. i think it's so funny how that's the one thing in the service industry that we're like yeah you can get people to make your food for you clean your house for you wash your dog for you you know literally do everything for you except yeah. touch your genitals yeah consentingly like yeah. you know like, <laughs> like okay yeah. like yeah it's so bizarre to me oh it's so bizarre and that that kind of goes all the way back when i was doing research for the gallery mm-hmm. um it goes all the way back to like Catholicism's takeover mm-hmm. uh, in Europe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think you briefly touched on this before too when we sat down and talked about it. Yeah, yeah. So when I was doing research on like where did the male gaze within artwork come from? Yeah. Um, and then when I looked at it, it actually came from like history's greatest and most devastating example of gender-based genocide, which was witch burnings. Mm-hmm. And it was at that time that they um, basically um, burned any woman who disagreed with like the framework of Catholicism, which really reinforced a subservient woman who's really only there to produce children. Produce children. Yeah. And they were treated as property, like yeah. marriage, like no offense to marriage. And I understand like it's changed a lot in terms of its conception now. But it was really originally an exchange of property for land. Mm -hmm. Um, Women were, bridesmaids were to like detract from like people raping the woman beforehand. She Mm -hmm. wears a veil so that they can't see who it is because like this virgin bride was a a commodity to be traded for land. So wild. So when you think about like all these women who were burned because they disagreed with it, or they held a different practice of religion, or even doctors who are women, scientists who are women. Mm-hmm. We lost so much history, art, medicine related to femininity. Mm-hmm. And when we think about the women who were left over from that, mm-hmm. they're women who like had to be subservient or not. Survive, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of created the ideal ideological framework that we have today, mm-hmm. where they think that sex work is bad mm-hmm. because in order if you're a sex worker 
your perceived value under a Christian framework is lower. Right. Yeah. Not just a pretty face, guys, and not just big tits over here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. It means I have extra brains. Right? Yeah, yeah, they, exactly. They just, they just store there. Yeah, yeah, that's where your brains are. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, all right, so before I let you run away, mm-hmm. um, I'd like to do my slow would you run. rather. Yeah. <laughs> a slow walk. Yeah, I um, watch suit, too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I do five would you rather questions at the end of it, but I'm going to start switching these up soon because I've been using yeah. them for a while, but you're going to get the old ones still. Oh, okay. Because so, I'm cool. too lazy to get new ones. So That's far. all right. So first one, <clears throat> would you rather never be able to orgasm or never be able to make a partner orgasm? Never be able, would I rather, I'd rather never be able to orgasm. I really get off on like. But you would get off. No, but I know, but I wouldn't, I really find a lot of pleasure yes. in like getting somebody to yes, orgasm. Yeah. Like, there's something very empow- empowering. Super empowering. I like being, being in that able position to be that person that like someone gets off to. Yeah. I think that's what, maybe that's why we're in our job. Is yeah. That there's something, even when we were working on the party bus the other day. Mm-hmm. And I'm dancing for one side of the party bus, but I'm using the other men to hold me up. Like yeah. I'm touching, um, how to explain it. My back is against someone and I'm using yeah. my hands and another person's knees in front of me to like kind of support myself. Yeah. And just watching the looks on their faces of right? like, oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, yo, dude, I'm, I'm doing the least right now. Yeah. Like, you know, like I'm like literally like yawning. Yeah. And they're just like losing their shit. And it's, it's a weird kind of dynamic of like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Like my mere existence blows your mind. Right. You know, like yeah. it's, it's a, it's a very, um, it's a cool thing. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. Um, okay, two. Would you rather swim 300 meters through shit or dead bodies? Oh, I'd say shit. Yeah, swim through shit. Why? Uh, shit doesn't bother me. <laughs> like, it, <laughs> like, I don't know. I grew up changing my little brother's diapers. But, like, did you eat it? Did you put it in your eyes and nose? Well, I'm swimming. I'm sw- it doesn't, didn't say I couldn't do the back crawl through it. I guess. I guess. Well, I don't know. It would be devastating on the bodies. And, like, I don't know. Have you ever, like, smelled a de- decomposing corpse? Ugh. So it's gross. worse. And they all shit yeah. when they die. Yeah. So, like, you're swimming through shit either and way. And dead bodies. Yeah. It's like, so do you want to swim through just shit or shit and dead bodies? <laughs> Valid, valid. Um, okay, three. Would you rather get away with lying every time or always know that someone else is lying? Always know that somebody else is lying. Okay. Yeah. Why? I, because I feel like a lot of people, like, try and... Uh, especially in, like, both lines of work that I have, like, in the corporate hussy world and then in the sex work world, it'd be good to know when people are, like, hustling you and like that's a skill set that I really try and develop is like determining when somebody's lying and Mm -hmm. we've joked about this where we're like pseudo FBI investigators Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think it's an incredibly valuable tool to know that Mm -hmm. um and I don't to be honest I don't really lie that much anyway so it's you know, I, I omit truth and don't tell people like that I'm doing this. Right. But deception. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you lying woman. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it'd be a way cooler superpower to like always tell when people are lying. 
And you're just the, the amount of time you'd save. Oh, yeah. Like, like just, like, filter having, through so much bullshit. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I like what you just said. Like, um, there's nothing more annoying to me than wasting time playing an FBI agent with yeah. a partner, with friends, with yeah. at work. Like, if I had to get to turn to someone and say, hey, yo, you did it or you didn't do it. Or, like, hey, are you being honest with me or are you fucking with me? Like, yeah. the mad bullshit you could cut through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and money. Time like, is money, right? I'd love to. My biggest is I'd love to be able to read minds. Like, it was so amazing. Yeah. It, I would like if I could turn it off. Yeah, like whenever you want to. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think you'd also lose a lot of your friends and family knowing, like, because it's not that's of a good think, filter, though. Yeah. But, like, I mean, how often do you think, like, things you probably shouldn't, like, you wouldn't say out loud, even for people you love, right? Yeah. Like, when I see a friend, I'm like, ooh, like, she's looking like shit. But I'm not going to, like, say that to her. Yeah. But, like, you know? Like, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, the grass is greener with that. Right, um, right. So, okay. Four, would you rather read minds or accurately predict the future? Oh, yeah, no, read minds. Still read minds, hey? Still read minds because, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd want to know the future in some instances. I think um, I already have a slightly pessimistic view of our world. Yeah. And I feel like it honestly would only be reinforced by that. Yeah, and your breaking point. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely would want to be able to read minds to create a better future for myself now. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yep, totally makes sense. Okay, five. That's my favorite one. Okay, your parents and your partner switch bodies. And you have to have sex with one of them to switch them back. Oh. Who do you fuck? So do you fuck your partner, partner's body with your parents' mind in it, or your parents' body with your partner's mind? Oh, what? yeah, like the one where my partner's mind is in it. Really? Of course, yeah. Because, like, from his experience, he's still having sex with me. Mm-hmm. From mine, I just, like, have the lights turned off. And my parents, I never fuck them, right? So it's it's just a body. Like, that's kind of what we do is, like, that's dissociate our bodies. If it's just a body. <laughs> it's just a, like, yeah, it's just a body. <laughs> <laughs> good answers. Too good. I must them. Um, <laughs> Rooted for me. Oh, was I supposed to get like stung? Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> my mind. I have to switch them now. God damn it! It's fine. We've had them for a while. I've been yeah, busy. we should like ask your viewers if there's like, or listeners if there's a another question they'd have that would stop me. Maybe I will throw that out there. Yeah. For wood, like, some let's try and stump me. Let's try and yeah, stump, stump Rosie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> stump Rosie. Um, that's awesome. Okay. So that is pretty much all for today, unless you have anything else to add, my love. No, I think that's it. So Awesome. So it is Halloween tomorrow, all you fuckers. So enjoy <laughs> it. Halloween is one of my favorite holidays. It is my favorite holiday. Me too. Fucking love that shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's very dark on the inside. So <laughs> Just like my soul. Yeah, yeah. yeah very dark, <laughs> heavy soul. Yeah. Uh, I fucking love Halloween. Yeah. Have you seen like that uh, meme where the little girl's like, I fucking love bats? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like, freaking, freaking bats. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my favorite. literally me. I love it. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's literally me. So I'm stoked that it's Halloween tomorrow. As soon as you get the fuck out of here, I'm literally going to watch all my horror movies. Um, yeah. I Wait, I'm not watching them too? No. Get the fuck out of my ass. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so happy Halloween, you guys. I yeah. hope you have an awesome time. Be safe. Dress 
extra whorish, obviously. Of course. Just wear lingerie and ears. Yeah. yeah. You can, <laughs> stripper heels. Always stripper heels. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming, Rosie. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for all the insight to a very, very newborn baby stripper. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. And have a wonderful week and happy hoeing. Bye. Bye. Bye.